0: We look forward to having you. I'm Ashley Chancellor.
1: I'm Megan Gomez.
0: And I'm Agony. This is Collateral Gaming.
1: Welcome back to Collateral Gaming Podcast. Of course, the only gaming podcast that matters. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about Dead Space 2. I am Megan Gomez.
0: And I am Ashley Chancellor. And we've got, once again, Agony, our special guest on the first Dead Space episode. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing?
1: We're hanging in there. It's another day in the neighborhood.
0: (laughs) Yeah, fantastic, man. It's great to have you on. Thank you for for coming back and talking Dead Space 2 with us. Um really excited to to compare and and contrast this game with the first game.
1: Yeah, there's lots of differences, lots of big things about um Dead Space 2 that I think a lot of the players liked more. Um, for me personally, um, you know, there was a lot of things in Dead Space 2 that felt more like an actual game. I know we were talking in the last episode how um, Dead Space 1 felt more um, like an indie game. It was, it didn't feel fully developed. There were some things that just weren't there, some things that, you know, players uh, really, really wanted. And I feel like this game kind of pulled forward with that and really gave us um, a little bit more of a cohesive experience. Um, for me personally, you know, it did feel um, a little bit... Better playing it. I had better reaction times, better things like that. Instead of just being like, "Why are you glitching across the sky?" Okay, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> just lots of better things than that. Um, Agony, what was your favorite thing um, about, Dead 2? about Dead Space Two?
2: About Dead Space I think the story was a good continuation of the first one. Obviously, there's like a, a small gap in time between the first and second one, but it was that was covered down by like the little expansion of uh, Dead Space Ignition, which is like a small little side game that kind of explains to the events prior to Dead Space 2. Perfect. So like what about a
0: you, Match? Good... Well... In addition to being a more polished game, I, I enjoyed quite a few of the quality of life improvements that came with Dead Space Two. Um, the c- controls are a lot more common sense. That, that right off the bat, that's something you'll notice. Uh, you've got a dedicated reload button now. You don't have to aim and then ho- and then press the uh, the A button or the X button. You just you just press the X or Square button and reload, um, like any other first person shooter. Although this is a third person shooter, but you know what I'm saying. I also liked that. Uh, the zero-G is better in this game. I just love the that you're kind of able to freely move around in the zero-gravity environments. That was a lot of fun. And and another thing that I noticed is that this game does... Uh, the narrative does feel a whole lot more cohesive as opposed to Dead Space 1, which we mentioned is very repetitive at times. You know, mm-hmm. you kind of just go through each chapter and it's the same thing. Dead Space 2 really kind of shakes things up and, and it feels like you're living through a story not unlike any movie or TV show that you might be watching
1: what was your favorite um, what's your favorite part agony what's your favorite part I have to know because you played this game only 10,000 times
2: (laughs) so my favorite part was uh, going back to the USG Ishimura and just walking through and then reliving all the horror that you had already experienced prior and just seeing how they covered it up and it just looks like it was just in your head just going from psycho freak out to bland is it was an amazing mix it was really nice
1: i love that i think the greatest thing for me in this one was the fact that you wake up someone's like get the fuck up right now let's go and you're like what the fuck happened where am I? And you just start running away from fucking Necros in a straitjacket. You're like in the first game, but instead of having your hands so you can at least elbow them or some shit, you're stuck just wiggling around like a little fucking worm in your straitjacket. Like, what do I do? What's going on? Oh, my God. Holy shit. I, that like, first the...
2: QTE, though.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Literally. I'm just sitting there like, oh, <laughs> my God. I, I remember I was like the first game when I first played through. I was screaming a lot because, you know, I don't like horror games, but I love the first Dead Space. And I was like, all right, let's go number two. Let's, let's pick this up. I freaked the fuck out. I screeched <laughs> like an actual Banshee the first 10 minutes of the game because you're just running for your fucking life. And then the laser part happens with the fucking eyeball.
0: Yes, oh no, my yeah, the,
1: god.
2: the fucking, that little manual thing where you have to drag the little needle into your eye. And, and you have, have like, to oh god.
0: drive it into his eye, and, and you just know what's happening, and, and it's kind of hard because he's he's twitching, so you can't quite aim it right. and Yeah, that was such a tense moment. I gotta agree with both of you guys, the introductory segment to this game is phenomenal. I mean, they throw you right into the action Uh, And I thought that the tutorial segment was handled well and even gave gave us a chance to kind of uh, play with some of the new mechanics, like uh, with the uh, telekinesis now or or the kinesis power, uh, now you can drive sharp objects into enemies, including their own limbs, and, and use that to pin enemies. And so I like how they throw you in you know, first, without even the ability to move your arms, you're in a straight jacket. And then even whenever you get out of that, you still don't have a plasma cutter. All you have on you when you encounter the first Necromorphs that you actually may have to fight is the Kinesis power. And I thought that that was really cool. But I got to say, my favorite part of the game is, is exactly the moment that Agony was talking about. Replaying through the Ishimura of the first yeah. game. You know, but it's it's what three years later, and it's covered in, in all this uh, junk because they're take you know investigating the ship and pulling things out or whatever. But uh, just going through the exact same levels that you were in in the first game, um, and I, I think they bring you through the ones that you end up visiting most often. You know, the uh, the medical bay and, and and the the command area where the where the captain's nest is and shit. And or I just below
3: the
2: uh, the tram.
0: Yes. Oh my god, yeah. Below the tramp. And and I just thought that that part of the game was handled so well. I and you know, you wouldn't expect to be going back to the Ishimura as early as the sequel, but it just falls in so naturally and and you don't realize once you realize what you're doing cuz you see it early on in the game, but it's like once I start like I'm like, "Oh, oh, I'm getting on the Ishimura." Oh. Oh, this is the same play play area where I did that and I was Ugh! So, uh so dead space 2 I think definitely definitely uh, picks up after the first one. I don't think it's it works as well as a standalone game because a lot of what excited me and, and made the experience more meaningful for me was having already played the first game you know and so when the game just throws you right into the action, I think it does expect you to have been a veteran of 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 the of the prequel, you know
2: in yeah. in the event that that wasn't a thing, they—if you look—it does have a, a previously on Dead Space thing at the main menu, so it you does. can click on that and relive it. So, it, even if it's like Dead Space Two is your first one, like first experience to the series, there is a you know recap, like little video for you to watch, so you kind of understand the the basic gist of everything that's going on. Yeah exactly
1: also something i love is the fact that like it's not like in the first game where you just pick up a plasma cutter you literally rip that shit out of a console yeah same thing with the with the kinesis state like module you're literally just rip and he's just like fucking jacking the shit while this guy's laying on a table and you're like sorry buddy like these necros are going to come towards you because i got to get this shit right fucking now and like i like for the first time i played this game i was very confused because like Isaac wakes up, he kind of seems like he's in a dream a little bit. Like I, at first I thought this was a dream that he's playing, you know, like going through. And then like, you know, it's like, Oh, well, you know, like I'm just freaking out. And then like all the necros start coming towards you and you're like, Oh, someone fucked up really bad while I was knocked the fuck out in a straight jacket. What the fuck is going on? And then you just start running everywhere and there's necros just everywhere, everywhere. And you're like, how the fuck did things fall apart in the nine months that I was out? Why? <laughs> like, I just love that aspect for Isaac because he's just, you can tell by the look on his face because you actually get to see his face now that he's like, what the fuck? And he
0: has a voice now. That's something yes. that was... yeah.
1: Silent, silent Man is no longer silent, so he's no longer the link of horror games. <laughs> and it, it's not
0: awkward. Um, I, I feel like we, we get a natural development into Isaac's personality. It didn't feel jarring at all to me, you know. If Link st- suddenly started speaking in the le- next Zelda game, I would freak the fuck out because I would cry. I it just wouldn't be the same. I I yeah, it it just would not work. But it works here. It definitely works here. In fact, it it kind of makes me wonder why Isaac was a silent protagonist in the first place because um and, and not that I don't like that the way that Dead Space 1 explored his personality by just in the way that it presented the narrative cuz it did work but giving Isaac a voice now um definitely does help ground you in the story and you know and and be invested in and in the developments that are going on the betrayals you know oh yeah absolutely i think the the what another another
2: big thing is like you went from this cramped you know planet cracking ship and it was just so cramped and there's so much things to just walk around and try to maneuver with and try to like work around and Try to clean up some messes that are all over just blocking from like doorways from here or there to this massive ass fucking space station
3: yeah that is just yeah.
2: littered with so much stuff to do and so much stuff to see and i love how they like obviously you know they they brought in like fucking oh this was like a family living quarters area that you're in and so you're like okay well what happened with the kids and like later on you see what the fuck happened with the kids and you're like okay
0: that's fucked that is fucked like well, they always the- subject
1: kids to the worst shit in horror games i swear
0: but i mean come on isn't it fun isn't it fun beating the shit out of those hordes of of kid necros i mean come on haven't you ever wanted to just be just just be the adult fighting off a bunch of fifth graders coming at you
1: <laughs>
0: like uh, beware children at play <laughs> I think, yeah, I we think ain't playing no
1: more,
0: kids. I don't know if anyone's familiar with that with that trauma film, but if 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 you are, then you know exactly what I'm talking about.
1: I, I thought you were going to say, you know, pull an Anakin and pull out a lightsaber. I was yes, forgetting. an Anakin! <laughs> Killing the young Fucking, I
0: feel, I feel like Anakin. I get to relive my favorite moment of <laughs> Revenge of the Sith.
1: How is that your favorite
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just kidding. Ash, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, but uh, yeah, Dead Space Two also amps up the difficulty quite a bit, especially those last like three chapters. Yeah. I was yelling at my TV, I'm not going to lie. And I didn't even vouch for going for the the veteran mode or whatever it's called. I, I went for the regular medium difficulty setting again, even though I already played the first game. And those last three chapters are still de- very, very difficult. I mean, there's another oh, regenerating yeah. monster. Fucking hate that shit, all right? And then and then there's the fucking, they throw just a shit ton of enemies at you. And, and I found that I was just doing the, the force stomp you know what I'm talking about? Whenever you're using the uh, the contact the power beam, power of in God
1: p- in your right leg. Yeah, absolutely.
0: The 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 no the contact beams alternate fire.
1: Oh so. yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. I thought you meant just Isaac having the absolute power of God in his right leg because yeah. like you need to I, chill, my guy.
2: I have no idea what you're talking about with the contact beam because I still with the pistol and the pl- the pulse rifle. That's all I use. That's, that's all only two uses. weapons I use.
1: I really want. What was it that was in that one? Um. It was um, Mjolnir. And I was like, Slink, you should use Mjolnir. And he's like, no. Plasma Cutter, Pulse Rifle, that's it. And I was like, all right, whatever. And I mean, he did it for Stream 2, but, you know, like, even time, time and time again, every time he plays through, he's like, I'm playing Dead Space again. I'm like, you're just using the Plasma Cutter and the Pulse Rifle? He's like, fuck yeah, I am. I'm like, all right, whatever.
2: Most reliable weapons. At least you know you're getting what you're like. You're getting what you're looking at. Like it's not something fancy. Like, oh look, I got like the the mind layer where you're just dropping mines. Like, okay, and sweet, I guess. Or, like contact being where it's like, all right, now let me back up and try to eliminate these limbs. And it's like, no, I'm just gonna like unload seventy five, one hundred and fifty rounds into these fucking things. Just hope to God that they don't get back up afterwards. Fuck I you.
1: like the mind because you can like, especially if you see them coming after you, I pull um. I definitely pull a pussy one in this and I just run around and I have them all follow me and yeah. then I like lay mines behind me and then they just boom, 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 boom. It's it's really fun. I feel like I'm playing like Easter egg hunt with fucking necros. It's great.
0: <laughs> yes. The mind detonator is actually especially good against, you know, the stalkers as well. The stalkers in this game are very difficult. <laughs> they're these, you know, necromorphs that are constantly hiding behind structures and they're Actually, I, I think they act just exactly like the stalkers in The Last of Us. If we're if we're being honest, they're like yeah, kinda. They're like the same thing, actually. But anyway, yeah, they're like hiding behind objects and uh, and then they'll suddenly just rush attack you and go ah! But um, I had a lot of difficulty with those. But that new uh, you know mind detonator or whatever it's called, proximity detonator. That that shit's cool. One of the other new weapons that I really enjoyed and actually became a part of my repertoire was the seeker rifle because I'm a sniper guy, plain and simple. Yeah. So I had my plasma Seeker's cutter. Really I had the plasma cutter because it's arguably the best weapon still. You know, I had the the contact beam because it's it's the equivalent of a shotgun basically. You just have to charge it up and it actually does have range. Um, and and then you've got your seeker rifle, which was which was my sniper weapon, and then. Uh, my last one was the line gun. Cause it's just so useful when an enemy is just running at you, you just aim it at their feet. Bam. No problem.
1: That's a good one. I like the line gun a lot, honestly. Like I really like the aspect of, um, having basically a bigger plasma cutter, like shit's dope. Love that. You can just fucking clear them all out and you're good to go. Um, I think, you know, honestly for for a game that was intended to be a sequel, it almost feels like its own standalone, but it, it feels like a sequel at the same time. And um something that I really, really respect about Dead Space Two is the way that they carried the story and brought it forth from just, oh, it's aliens on a on a ship to, oh my god, they're invading our society and our people like it yeah. they, they did it so well and just even though you know in the beginning of the game you're just like oh what the fuck like they, they just bring it in and, and expand it so well that you're just like yeah i i could fucking see this happening humans are fucking stupid like absolutely let's 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 talk about it
2: they really expanded a little bit more with the uh, the unitologists and stuff but yes. they were the ones that are starting it all that was a good mm-hmm. that was a little bit
0: the human element is more prevalent, prevalent here. Like in the first game, we heard about the Unitologists and we knew about a few a couple nut jobs, but as a whole, the Necromorphs were the main enemy, and humanity was just, you know, kind of part of the lore. Uh, in this game, we get some direct confrontation with humanity. Uh, you're not killing humans yet. I don't think they do that till the next game, Dead Space Three. But. Yep. Human yeah. humans are definitely Unitologists. EarthGov are definitely your enemies, and um, I mean, in fact, even the main antagonist, right? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. Tiedman, he's he's a government dude, and um, he's just yeah, he's he's trying to get you because you, I guess Isaac, in his has the instructions on how to like create and destroy markers or some shit, and I, I think I think if that's what I gleaned from what was going on.
2: The way they like the way they built up the competition between between him and Isaac was like a really good build up. Yeah. I feel like it could have been a little bit better with the ending, but that little QTE at the end w- going against him was really nice.
1: So cool. That one was, was good.
2: It was so satisfying.
1: It yes. was.
0: You're like, "Ah, oh, fuck you."
1: Yeah, for me on another perspective, like I kind of compare a lot of um antagonists to um Far Cry, because you know they have the they have the best villains. They have the most memorable villains every single time.
2: Yeah, it's Voss. Yeah, Vos is the, the villain. He's the exactly.
1: Villain. Um. So you know, like I I I try to bring down my expectations for enemies, and I'm not saying that that's you know necessarily a bad thing. I'm you know Far Cry is very very well executed in every single game they do. Um. But Hans was very very strong as an antagonist, and he was one that is definitely memorable for me, just because he's so fucking sick and twisted and he's like no no i would i would sacrifice my own fucking children to, to become necromorphs and you're like <laughs> <laughs> uh... okay <laughs> like you you good bro like how much fucking therapy do i need to pay for like are you okay yeah. and and something that i also really found good about this game um as it builds into number three is is the relationship that you start to develop with ellie because like your girlfriend's dead She's coming to you in hallucinations, like, keep us whole, Isaac. And you're just freaking out because you're Take like, us I whole! know you're whole. Fucking- yeah. She's screaming at you. You're like, I know you're fucking dead. Leave me the fuck alone. And then Ellie's like, hey, I'm female. I'm what's female. Up?
0: What's up? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you know, she she does help you a lot through the game. Um also, Dana, what's up with her? Anybody else get weird vibes from her? I do. I don't know. Weird like vibes. even though she's like helping like she she gives me weird vibes I trusted Probably.
0: her I actually did I did not expect her to be bad and I guess I should have you know my bullshit filter should have been going off like okay here's this person who's like manipulating Isaac but yeah no I like how the game shifts in focus after you know she dies very early on and then the game shifts in focus to Ellie and Strauss and and so Isaac is constantly like maintaining and and building up this relationship with with her, and I think yeah, there were definitely romantic vibes in this game, but I don't think they explicitly went anywhere with it. But in Dead Space three, they were in a relationship, right?
1: They, yeah, they got so, to that point.
2: Yeah, so when they got off the off of Titan Station, they uh they wound up in a relationship, and obviously Dead Space three they broke up because of like Isaac's inability to focus on anything aside from the markers.
0: Well, he literally was driven insane. I mean, this this dude has serious... I mean, this this dude is is seriously mentally ill. There's definitely a mental health component here because, I mean, the first game was you kind of discovering Isaac's insanity. There's elements of it throughout, but it's very subtle, and you don't really know till the end. But in this game, it's on full blast.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, like, it makes me curious, you know, because I I, I never played Ignition, but, like, what goes... From Isaac saving the Ishimura, ending all that shit, to waking up in a straitjacket.
2: Yeah. So, what happened, right, was that he was rescued, right? It's also in the lore throughout the game, like, you'll hear the audio logs and stuff. He was rescued, like, he was found inside that lifeboat. If you, like, if you saw the jump scare at the end of uh, the first Dead Space, where he looks over and fucking... You know, Nicole. she's right there and she just jumps at you. And like, this, this dude is literally stuck there. I think it was like three or four days in, you know, dead space with yeah. this hallucination harassing him. Uh, they found him and he was just mumbling. And so they're like, all right, we need to get him back see what the fuck happened. So they grabbed him and Ishimura got him back to Titan Station. And that's where they were trying to, like, figure out what was going on. So what happened was that the unitologists in two were trying to save Isaac so that way they could build more markers. So in Ignition, it kind of explains all of that as, like, you're playing as a unitologist that's just going through, like, you know, fixing electro- electronic problems and issues like that. And it's a short game. It's like an hour long, I think. Mm-hmm. And you're, so you're just doing, like, little puzzles and, like, you're getting, like, kind of the backstory. You make your own choices. And at the very end, the, the dude who's, like, waking you up, like, at the very beginning of Dead Space 2, the dude shaking you awake is the dude that you wind up, that you're playing as through Ignition. And so you kind of see his story and all that stuff, and obviously it ends with him trying to eat you because he turns into a necromorph. Um, Poor so guy. that's pretty much that's pretty much what happened. Is like you were you're like he was stuck in space for three, five days, just living with like undead Nicole, just fucking trying to face Make fuck, fuck him, or whatever the fuck. Yeah, just trying to face fuck him the whole time. And it was like dude, just like you feel bad for him when you actually really think about it. And then oh yeah. Then you have Strauss or whatever the fuck is going on with him. He's just, that dude was just psychotic.
1: Yeah, no, he, he straight up was fucking insane. I also just wanted to bring up, because this was one of the moments for me where I was like, there's games that kind of fake you out, and you're like, this is no way that the game is going to end this early. Whenever he just comes up to you with a fucking scalpel up to your straight jacket. Yeah, and you're like, are you? Am I seriously going to be like walking around with a fucking scalpel in my body right now with necros? <laughs> and this dude's trying to fucking kill me, and he just cuts it open. And you're like, oh, thank fuck. Oh my god. And then he like, slits oh. his
0: throat right in front of you. And you're yeah, like, and he's he the
1: like, ah, the uh,
0: okay, man. Well, you do you, bro.
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, he can't do him anymore. He's dead. You know yeah,
0: exactly. what? One of the coolest jump scares is actually early on in the game when you're um you're riding in, in an elevator, and then suddenly Nicole's fucking eyes and her mouth wide open, just like light up in the darkness, and oh, then she's yeah. just like, "Make us whole," and you're like, "Whoa!" I,
2: that got a lot of people in my chat whenever like whenever that happened. Yeah, yeah,
1: I remember that. They were freaking we out
2: we got a good clip of uh like my paranoia with the elevators again like we got a really good clip that actually went a little viral of me like talking about it. like i don't trust elevators in dead space because of you know reasons like there's necros inside of them i open a fucking elevator and boom there was one right in fucking side of it i was like that's the exact <laughs> shit i'm talking about
1: yes literally and and it, it does transverse throughout, like, gaming. Like, I know I've talked a lot about how Skyrim and Mass Effect have kind of shaped me as a gamer. But wh- anytime I decide eventually to pick up a horror game, I am fucking terrified of elevators. I'm like, nope, 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 nope. Something's going <laughs> to jump. I literally am, like, rolling around, like, just fucking <laughs> gun ready and nothing happens. And I'm like, I look like a fucking dumbass, but I was safe. I was safe from that shit. every time even in a normal game now like i could like like josh like i can't trust it because i i replayed through it and you know like i of course like i'm playing i started playing a little bit of mass effect because we're going to be doing that for the patreon i'm just waiting for my camera to come in um so i was playing through it and literally it's just me and garris and rex and i'm like rotating the camera like something's gonna come out i'm on the fucking citadel like what's gonna come out of me a fucking hanar (laughs) and i'm like something's gonna happen something's like Paranoia and Josh bringing it up every time we talks about Dead Space makes me fucking terrified of fucking elevators.
3: <laughs>
2: I don't blame That's you. That's how you know it was, a, it was a really good, really good game. Like yeah. to to viscerally impact everybody's gaming experience, just entirety. To viscerally, it was
0: a, to viscerally do it. Yeah, because they're visceral games. Yeah,
2: viscerally do it. Yeah, because visceral. Yeah,
0: <laughs> they did a really good
2: job with it. I'll, you got to give them credit where credit's due.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. And, no, th- evidently. There are rumors, and I I guess we timed this episode just right once again. We
1: were talking about this in the group chat. Oh, my God. Every fucking time we have a game where we're like, man, we need a sequel or we need a fucking, we need a, uh, what is it, a remaster. Every fucking time a major rumor gets dropped or it happens, we need a prediction segment. I'm telling you, it's absolutely necessary now. <laughs>
0: so, so, uh, yeah, there are rumors that Dead Space is being revived um, or that EA is going to revive a franchise. I think that's, that's what the actual rumor is, but most people are speculating that it's Dead Space because
2: like it's recent crop up in popularity this uh like these past couple of years with like obviously with covid people are trying to experience with yeah. like new games and uh like for xbox you got ea play which comes free with game pass
1: yeah um, and you can yeah. play it
2: yeah and so you just pick it up and play it and people's like interest in you know dead space because it just popped up really really fast so it i could definitely see it being revived as you know that that franchise yeah. And re- regardless if it's a remaster or just a continuation of something else, because, like, obviously, uh, like, the, it, I don't think we could have Isaac around at this point. He's too damn old for that shit. Uh, right. Like, he's got gray hair. Like, he spends half his time fucking complaining about his body hurting. Like, come on, dude. Just give him a fucking
0: break. Yeah. You could you could move forward in the universe, too. I mean, totally, yeah. po- po- totally possible to to you know, just take it somewhere else within the universe or maybe just reboot it. I mean, I'm not opposed to that idea.
1: Yeah, we could do like a reboot remaster or even tell like, you know, like I know a lot of um, fans are excited about like the Star Wars series because they're telling stories from and they're just extrapolating and and taking them in the different points in time. I mean, it would be really cool to see someone else's perspective, you know, someone like, you know, trying to even just like a smaller game like Ignition, you know, just telling their story of, you know, if they survive, how they survive or even like a, a telling of, you know, like. Like, I remember we were talking about this before, like, a prequel, like, playing, you know, because there's many games out there that have aliens, and, you know, they use kind of human-like bodies because you can only do so much in mocap. But, I mean, telling, like, an alien's perspective um, of, of what's going on with them and how it affected their society would be super cool. You know, there's so many ways that you can go about with this. Um, not not just not just a remaster. You know, you could do a prequel, you could do, you know, what happens, you know, what leads Earthgov to send, you know, the Ishimura for this mission. What, you know, what started, you know, the Unitology Division, things like that.
2: You, right. Do you know it wasn't Earthgov that sent them, right?
1: I know. I'm just saying, you know, like yeah, in general. It was-
2: it was the uh, Scientologist. It was the because the captain of the Ishimura was a uh, was a Unitologist, not Scientologist. Scientologist. It was a Unitologist. Same thing. <laughs> I don't know why I said. That. Yeah, I think it might as well be.
1: It was inspired by it, I'm sure.
2: So it was his call to go there, which is why, like, if you actually, like I said, listen to the audio logs throughout the games, like they say, oh well, the captain cut communication yeah. outside of the Ishimura mm-hmm. because we're not supposed to be. It was his call. It wasn't. It wasn't. Even like, like everybody the was captain's
1: perspective, because you never actually meet the captain.
2: No, You do, uh, but he's fucking dead. Well, Look at dead, me! That's Look at me!
0: I am the captain now. <laughs> Might as well, like the little but fucking cool. infecting bat. <laughs> hey, like one of the coolest puzzles in this game was the whole like have pick up the body to uh, to pass the rig sensor. So, like, yes. there's yeah, there's that gate. That's 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 uh, there's like a security gate. That is and there's a few of them throughout the game that are this way, that's restricted and scans your rig to determine if like you're the person that is has authorization to go through there. And so Isaac doesn't. But you could just lift up one of the corpses with Kinesis and it, you know, and just take it over to the sensor and it I thought that was cool. That was that that didn't I, I actually uh didn't figure that out quickly. I actually ended up having to wait until Ellie hints at it. And then I was like, Oh, I was, like, wandering around the room so
3: long
0: <laughs> trying to figure out what the fuck to do.
2: I think a good, a good, like, thing that they did is they got you so comfortable with, like, not really rushing into that. And then I was, like, the... Was it the second or third one where... Or the last one that they did where you're running from one of the berserkers and you're trying to grab a body that's in a completely different room and drag it over while being chased by a berserker. The whole thing's like, come on, man. Like, that fuck, need fucking a break.
1: pisses me off. I always end up failing and getting fucked up by the Berserker every time. It takes me, like, three or four tries every single time.
2: It's so infuriating, because there's, like, so much stress. Like, the whole game is really good on building and maintaining that stress factor.
1: Yeah, the, so. I feel like the, the first game was more of a horror, like, what's gonna jump out at me? This game, it's just like, what's next? What the fuck else happened? Like, this game is more like, like, a, almost like an anticipation, Um, but, I mean, it has its horror aspect, Um, you know, but it's more like, Like, like you said, like suspense and stress. Like I was stressed the fuck out this entire game, wondering what they were going to send after me next. Cause you, the, the church of unitology is just like, I think that he's not ready for, for the next one. And they're like, fuck it. Yes. He's ready for the next one. And they're like, send him out. Let's go. And you're like, I just, I just want to live my life for once. Please? It's
2: like experiencing the cabin in the woods, where they're fucking, where they're like have that little fucking spinning cycle, where they're fucking rotating to find out what horrific monster to come out next inside yes. their fucking little game. It's just that it's like holy
0: fuck.
1: The game like, definitely. What fucked good, up please. twisted monsters after me next?
0: The game. Exactly. The game definitely builds up in anticipation. I think. Um. I I think you know the early part of the game was more horror based, but. You know, as you get closer and closer to the end of the game, they're throwing more and more action and just tension at you, like you guys were saying. You know, like that one moment where, you know, in the second to last chapter where the fucking regenerating necromorph is is coming after you and you have to keep slowing him down and and moving forward and, ah, that was so fucking difficult. Um, And also that moment, like in chapter 13, where they fucking – Throw just this horde of enemies at you and then they don't let up they just don't let up room after room after room of horde after enemies i started yelling i was like give me some peace for fuck's sake
1: oh yeah towards and i mean in any game you know things get progressively harder as you play through the game but this game punches you in the fucking face at the end it does "Hmm, yeah yes some normal necromorphs.
0: And do some puzzle solving on the fly. Um, the puzzles actually were quite a bit better in this game. I like the uh, the addition of the little hacking action that you can do now where, you know, you, you just have to move the stick around and find the spot. And, you know, it's not terribly complicated, but they also added in those little crawl spaces that Isaac can go through. Um, and, then, and then the puzzle solving actually is, is more involved this time. I think there are more, more puzzles, and I definitely enjoy that kind of gameplay, you know, as a Zelda fan.
3: <laughs> Is he alive? Isaac Clarke. I'm going to show
0: you some images and I want you to tell me about them. It was just a short book. so much shit in my head. I did the of
1: absolutely i think also one of the things y- y- y'all know i'm a big marvel fan i just love how the fucking you can just turn and i feel like dr strange i like yeah turn that wheel baby <laughs> do it like every fucking time
2: or when you're, when you're like strange. flying through you're flying yes. through and it's like oh look i feel like iron man now Cause you're just flying through zero g like fucking iron man
0: oh that part where you're in space and you and you're and you're trying to move the solar like dishes around. That part was so cool. You're literally in space outside the station, and you're just floating around in zero g and uh, amazing. You know.
1: <laughs> I'm Isaac uh, Clark, was- and this is my favorite spot on the space station.
2: <laughs> space is my space. Safe is my safe space.
0: And then they follow that up with the free fall segment, which was cool. This game definitely uh, amped up the suspense. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. The suspense and and the adventure of it, I think. Um, Instead of being confined to the Ishimura, you know, just this one ship, um, you're actually going through multiple environments on this sprawling station on Titan. So, you know, there's there's... You don't feel as confined, and I did notice that there were a lot more environments to take a look at. You know, when you look out the window, you don't see space. You actually see the surface of a moon. You know, with I love
1: that buildings. I love and shit. that so much. Yeah, I love that this game really takes it on its own. And like, you think the Ishimura is big, you're like, damn. Like thinking about it, this is a pretty big ship. And then you just get, you know, you're on Titan Station, and it's fucking massive. Like you're going through, you know, like there's you can see like little pop up stores and stuff like that, or you go past the medical side, or it's just it's just so big. And you're like, damn, like how much have humans come in 500 years? Like Jesus Christ, like you're just. It's it's amazing because, you know, it also, in a retrospect, makes you think about what humanity could do in the next 500 years. You're like, what could we, you know, we're already doing so much with just video games alone. Where could we go from here? Like, it's it's insanity.
0: Playing Dead Space 2 and, and playing a little bit of Dead Space 3, like, made me think, like, how would this game play on a modern console? Like, I would love to see how this game handles with, you know, on a PS5 or an, or an Xbox Series X or S. You know, that would be amazing, but I, I was actually blown away with how much more uh, technically advanced this game was than the original. I mean, the original um, had a bit of a rushed development history, but in this, in, in the sequel, you know, they really had time to know exactly what they wanted to do and could fully flesh it out. So they've actually gone and it looks like they've remade like all of the character models and animations. Um, Isaac actually looks completely different. He looks like a like a person. They had to give him like an a- some actual features and definition. Um, I just thought the whole game played more smoothly, but I think what really made a difference was just the colors. Um, the first Dead Space was very washed out and I think it worked for that atmosphere, of course, but in this game, I like what they did with the colors, just making it seem a little bit more vibrant, a little bit more, almost modern. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like, with the
2: the first Dead Space, because, like, obviously you're on the Ishimura, you're kind of just there, hoping to God the lights are still working, wherever it is the fuck you're at. And they have, like, that orange glow to it, that, like, rustic feel. Yeah. Like, with the, uh, the colors. And then, with this one, it has more of, like, a bluish, you know, mellow feel. It, which... It's really weird for this kind of game because, like, you, the lights like, "Hey, it's okay, mellow out," and then they're like, "Hey, guess what? At the moment you do, I'm punching you in the mouth." Do it. <laughs> I think
1: they did it though on purpose because, like, you got to think like bringing in, you know, like orange, you know, kind of, you know, orange and red. You always think of caution. You always think of danger because you know naturally we humans think of fire. You think of blue. You think of the sky. You think of things being calm. So, like, it's it's trying to like throw you off. And throw off your levels of anxiety and then just absolutely scaring the shit out of you. So it brings these big contradictions that really just throw you the fuck off. Like, the only way that I personally can compare this is going from being in the normal city in San Antonio, Texas, and going onto a military base. In the city, <laughs> things are normal. Things are, There's pretty houses. Things are painted well. You go onto a military base, it's all the same fucking color. All the grass is perfectly trimmed and it's all just it feels very bleak. And I don't uh. mean to say that in a harsh way. It's just the the contrast between like normal civilians versus the enlisted is insanity. Me being a civilian and my husband being used to it, because my husband is an army veteran and, and you know Agony is as well. It's so weird. It's so and, and it's it kind of feels the same way going from Dead Space One to Dead Space Two. Like you go from military <laughs> to normalcy and you get thrown into the middle of it in this game. And you're just like, uh, uh, sir, sir, I don't understand what the <laughs> hell is happening here. I feel like things are supposed to be normal and they're just not. And I just want to go home.
2: <laughs> I mean, you are home by technicality, but
1: yeah, no, he's home, but home is not home anymore.
2: Home is definitely not where the heart is. Cause if that was the case, then it'd be inside of the marker.
1: I was kid- going to say inside of Nicole, but you know,
2: she's in the marker though because obviously
0: (laughs) she's haunting you if only things worked
1: out well for isaac clark that would be nice for once ray poor guy just
0: uh, wrestling with his own guilt
2: third one is such a bigger gut punch too oh my god i I, i'm kind of excited to see what you think about it ash like the third one's a massive gut punch
0: yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna play through it definitely. But I, I I do like how Dead Space and Dead Space Two really play on your anxieties. Um, I, I I really oh, think Dead it's Dead Space Three, does too. I, I think it's a, it's just a next. I only say that because I have barely played the beginning of Dead Space Three. So, but um, yeah, no, I like how I like how the games play on your anxieties, and I think it's a deeper level of fear in that sense. You know, I I, I remember there's one part distinctly that I remember because I I had to play through it a couple times actually. But there's this room that. Like, if you're going into each room and actually exploring and, and picking things up, you know, there is an alarm clock that you'll pass by. And when you come back through it, it goes off. And the alarm clock just kind of like freaks you out. It, it's just an alarm clock. I, I remember that's just one moment in particular I remember. And what was made deeper is that you don't have to go into that room. That's like a side room. But they triggered something in there to scare you for those types of players. Yeah. <laughs> Which and was me. That's the thing
1: I really love about Dead Space 2 because you come into it thinking that you know what you're getting into and you don't like, you're just, Oh yeah, it's dead space. I'm going to kill some Necromorphs and fuck some shit up. Cause I'm Isaac Clark with the power of God in my right leg. No, absolutely not. No, you get absolutely ass fucked by a cactus in the second game. The only thing you know is normal Necromorphs and you see those a quarter of the time. And you're just like, Oh, uh, okay. Like I playing through these games again, I was like, yeah, Dead Space 1, I know this game. This is the part where you get in this fucking part, and, you know, you fucking throw some shit at some dead guys, and then you're good to go. Play number two. Let's fucking go. It's all right. Nope. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I feel like I got ass-fucked by a cactus and then, you know, regurgitated that cactus. Like, I got absolutely mind-fucked. And, and you know, it had been a while since i played these games, um, and it, it fucked me up for a while like i was just sitting there like not even wanting to pick up even animal crossing because i was like no, no I just don't trust anything right now yeah and that's what these good these games that are these good will do this to you like it makes you contemplate being a gamer at some point you're like why the fuck did i sign up for this why the fuck am i still playing this like what is wrong with me
0: Yeah. I think this game plays on a a lot of different aspects. I mean, there's there's a trip down memory lane. There's that whole like nursery segment that just is just so creepy because it involves children and space zombies. Um, You know, there's I think even a critique on consumerism, maybe because you go through like what seems to be a a futuristic shopping mall at some point. So I don't know. I think this game plays on a lot of those environments. And, and i thought i thought it was cool
2: it's like one of the few games that you don't really expect to have that kind of atmosphere that kind of feel to it and then because obviously you're so used to the first one where it's just like a like a really big visceral horror game and and i i, I use that term very loosely um because it's not even horror honestly it's more of just like guess what you know oh uh, here's your anxiety i hope you yeah, like surprise,
1: it motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and,
2: and now this one's just like hey Here's a bag of stress and joy. And you're like, God damn it, dude. Come on. I, I want to relax. And I'm like, oh no, here. Here's the nice little room that you can relax in. Don't touch that item, though. But I want it. Touch it. And then now you have like a fucking horde inside the small ass little compartmentalized <laughs> room with you. And you're like, come on, dude. I want a break. Give it to me. Please.
0: Yes. This game really does play through like that through like a few segments. There's just, like, just does not let up, especially at the end you know where there's no peace yeah. you're just you're just going from the fire pan frying pan into the fire y- you know that that is actually exemplified quite a few times throughout I was, I was actually thinking about it i know we talked about the 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 mind detonator whatever it's called the seeker rifle uh some of the other new weapons in this game was what the javelin gun right
2: yeah the javelin gun yeah, yeah the
0: javelin gun that was cool um although kind of nullified by the fact that you can pick up any sharp object with kinesis and launch it at enemies but i did like the whole like stabbing them with a with a javelin and then electrifying it afterwards that was cool
1: oh yeah i yeah. I, I forget i love the the aspect in dead space 2 where it's just like you kill them and they just hang on the walls they're necro art you have made art you're welcome titan station i have done this for humanity <laughs> like like, Isaac doesn't, like, take it out, and it, even if he tries to, like, if you throw, like, three or four in the motherfucker, you can only take out a few. There will still be one hanging in a shoulder with him just chilling on the wall. That's it.
2: So, like, another thing about that, right, is, like, you you guys have seen, the like, little fucking video that, like, that's on, like, in the game where they're telling you how, like, what happens with, like, picking up the fucking objects and pinning against, like, pinning the necros against the wall and stuff like that. So you take... Like, that little clip of, like, that dude instructing you on how to do that. And it's going to be showed again in Dead Space 3 whenever Isaac is explaining to people. Keep in mind that they played something completely different than what you'd expect him to do. Because, obviously, Dead Space 3 is in a far better engine than Dead Space 2 was in, right? Mm-hmm. That video stays in the graphics of Dead Space 2 because it was older technology whenever they were experiencing with it. So it stays in, like, they keep that little, you know, that little fucking bit of, I guess, nostalgic... Nos- like nostalgic feeling of Dead Space Two in there, which is really, really, really nice little touch. Like you'll you'll see what I mean when you're playing through it.
0: Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I, I mean I, I did like you know like like I said the little mini detour into Dead Space One with Dead Space Two coming back up on, on the Ishimura was cool. Um, I actually went and I equipped all weapons that are that were uh, Dead Space One weapons. <laughs> and um and i and i was using the refurbished version of the plasma cutter i decided to just do that for that chapter and it was actually kind of a cool experience but
1: yeah it's fucking modded out plasma cutter that's like fuck you yeah it's like, a, it's a, it's a, it's, it's yeah. like the dead space version of a glock with a 30 round mag and a sight and a fucking flashlight on it like why do we need this because we do it's just because we do
2: it's like golden eyes golden gun that's what it is
0: yeah, yeah, and the plasma cutter is, is still, like, just a standout weapon. It is your most reliable partner. And if you're going to make sure that you have any kind of ammo, you want the plasma cutter ammo. Uh, and I, I also like how with the, the crafting mechanics, they added in uh, also, like, some special mods onto the plasma cutter and the contact beam and, and a couple others, right? Yeah.
1: Yes. And I love how even still in the second game, right, you're an engineer, you're Isaac Clark You still, you could have Any fucking thing in the world You still choose your pulse rifle and your fucking Plasma cutter, cause that's just, you're like This is effective, this is it, this is what I'm using That We're fully sold on this Like, he makes it, it, no it other executive decision Except for to use his engineering Tools to kill aliens Like, I love that But also at the same time Why? Why can't you just Like
0: <laughs> Be normal I,
1: be normal for once.
0: They do dive a little bit more into the engineer with Isaac. You know, like I said, with the hacking, um, with the expansion of the crafting system, and and even with like Isaac's dialogue and whatnot, uh, we do get to see a little bit more of that engineer and Isaac. And I thought that was cool.
1: He does speak very point of fact. He's very um, sh- short, sweet, and to the point with a lot of his um, with a lot of his dialogue. Even, you know, even though you know that you're no longer normal, you're not working a normal engineer job. He's still like, yes, this is what you need to do. Yes. Yes. We need to do this. Absolutely. Like, you're just like, okay. Like, you can't fit. And I love that it's his entire being.
0: He may be psychotic, but he still has an engineer's brain. <laughs> He's damn good at his job, even though he's going through some fucking really
2: bad psychosis, it's like stage three psychosis.
0: Yes, he can just jerry-rig shit. And I, I think that's what engineers could do in real life, to be honest, you know. That's what he does. And I think they even dive a little bit more into the whole, like, jerry-rig crafting component with Dead Space 3, right?
2: Yes, yeah. So with Dead Space 3, they they throw the whole thing on its head. So instead of, you know, relying on, you know, just sca- like scavenged weapons that you can just purchase outright, you get parts that you build your own weapons and it tells you what they do and how effective they are and stuff like that. You have to literally make your like, like engineer your own weapons. Yeah. And so it it's just like really, it's really interesting that how like they really delve into who he, like his old job in three, okay. even more so than one and two. Cool. Yeah. So, and I love
1: throughout the games, how they, they take this, this guy, right. Isaac Clark. And they pull him, pull him onto the Ishimura, right? And they keep building on him as an engineer. So they keep building essentially through his career, and he becomes more confident in himself throughout these three games. Because at first he's like, "Oh yeah, like I'm an engineer, like whatever." Third game, he's like, "I fucking built a goddamn gun that can kill marker bitches." Like he's yeah. just like, "You fucking, fucking what, sent. mate?"
2: <laughs> <laughs> was yeah. like, he's so it
1: confident. Is- I love it.
2: Another little tidbit that I really enjoy with, uh, like, the dialogue. His dialogue in 3 is so much better than 1 and 2. Because he's such a smart ass to this point. Or he's like, hey, guys, we have an issue. What? Oh, there's Necromorphs here. What do we do? Relax. I've dealt with them before. It's fine. Like, just yeah. <laughs> cut off their limbs. They're fine.
1: He's <laughs> very are. relaxed in the third game. He's like, oh, hey, what's up, bitches? Like, the, like, in the third game, I know we're not really talking about it here, but I did just want to bring this up for the sake of the podcast. Yeah, no, bring it in. You, you feel... I mean, you still get your scare. You still get your horror. You get more bro- horror brought in in the third game, but it you you get more relaxed at that point. Like you just you're used to this now. You know what you're doing. You're like just fucking full send. I'm Isaac Clark. I'm a fucking engineer. I'm gonna fucking send these bitches to their marker heaven, right? Like it, it's just straight up. You get more of a like. Yeah. Like, like, like agony said, you turn it on his head. Like he just becomes so comfortable with it at this point that he's just like, yeah, fuck it. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, Oh, Hey, I see a berserker over there. Fuck it. Let's go. Like, he's just, he's so comfortable with it and himself and you as the player can feel that he's more relaxed in the third game. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, whatever, let's do it. Fuck it. Send it. Like playing through a few times, of course, now you're like, nah, all right, whatever. But even, even in the third game, I'm like, yeah, fuck it i know what i'm doing like it's just so fun and i think that's something that i i can't find in a lot of horror games like dead spaces by by a certain point of the game you just you get used to the the horror you get used to the action and you're just like man, man this, this is kind of fun i get to fuck some bitches up like whatever yeah
0: i i'm, I'm just thinking i was just thinking all right just Blew it, blew into my head right now. So li- right here, live on the podcast, we are we are we're making decisions. Okay, I want to do I want to do a let's play on Dead Space three. That way, I can we can kind of finish all of the games. So I'm gonna do that. It's gonna be a patreon exclusive content let's play uh, commentary on Dead Space three, just so that we get the whole trifecta.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm playing fucking Mass Effect for the pod- for the podcast for the Patreon. I mean, I'm hoping—I didn't even remember this, but, like, I like to sometimes listen back to our episodes just to kind of see where we've come, uh, especially throughout the season, and it kind of of brings me back. And, you know, for a lot of the episodes, I I feel like I kind of, you know— I don't really talk a lot bef- or like I get used to being, you know, in, in that kind of headspace and I like to listen back and I didn't even realize there's a new mass effect game coming out. So we get to play for the Patreon and hopefully we get to talk about it for the podcast. Um, And yeah. I, and I love that, you know, we're we're trying to delve more into that because, you know, watching agony, you know, stream all the time, like it just, it inspires me so much to like just get out there and play for Let's Plays, because, like, that's, you know, obviously what I've wanted to do for a long time, but just watching people interact is so cool, and, you know, I, it's, it's something that, you know, you don't really, a lot of people don't get to do, and do it for fun, you know, some people, you know, they get paid to do it, but, like, it's, it's actually having fun talking about a game, and just getting together, and fucking yakking about shit, is just what I absolutely love.
0: Hell yeah, I love it too, and we love having you on, and we're coming up with uh, you know what we're gonna be doing for next season for season four. So if you have any games that you want to talk about, now is the time to really to lay it out because we're gonna, we're gonna decide, you know, what episodes we're gonna be doing coming soon. Uh, speaking of which, I guess we're gonna sort of wrap things up from here. Um, and we'll get into our final thoughts. But um, we are coming to a close with season three of collateral gaming. Uh so after this episode, uh I want to do I want to do a game launch episode on Skyward Sword HD. Are you all still there? I am. Is Megan frozen?
2: I think Megan is frozen, yes.
0: Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I was
2: like, "Wow, she's just like That's a really long hit."
1: <laughs> My Mac. Um it's, yeah. It's it's a party. I think I lost my track too.
0: Yeah. Well, Megan's back, everybody. I I don't Hello. know what happened there. The I guess I guess we just had some technical difficulties, <laughs> but we're back. I think I was talking about how uh, collateral gaming season three was coming to an end. Um, so after this episode, we're gonna be talking about uh, our next episode is gonna be. Uh, well, we're going to do a game launch episode on Skyward Sword HD. So spoiler-free review uh, slash analysis on Skyward Sword HD. Super excited about it because Zelda's our shit. Any new Zelda game that's coming out is going to get coverage, no matter what.
1: Oh, yeah. We're a Zelda podcast for sure.
0: <laughs> for sure. After that, we're going to be doing a uh, – our next episode is going to be Sonic 06. Uh, just kind of want to check that box for bad game review this season and make sure we talk about something that's bad. Yeah. Uh, And then we I guess we'll go ahead and announce because I'm kind of cutting the season short uh, just so that we can kind of recharge our batteries and get into season four. And and a couple things are being moved around because of that. But uh, we'll go ahead and announce our season finale is going to be on the uh, Quantic Dream games. So uh, those are going to be Megan's contribution to the podcast.
1: I cannot fucking wait. I know that, um, Agony has never played these, but yeah, Agony's never played these, but man, Agony, I wish you had a fucking PlayStation, because you would love Beyonce Souls. Daddy Defoe's in it. Come on. Daddy
0: Defoe! So, yeah, we're doing- I think we're doing a a, a two part special in that uh, instead of just two episodes focusing on Beyond Two Souls, I uh, kind of wanted to do that and compare it with Heavy Rain. So part one on Beyond Two Souls, part two on Heavy Rain. Something that's going to be kind of a little bit different on the podcast. We're experimenting with things. I think we did that with this episode as well. Uh, we were going to do yeah, two episodes did. focusing on Dead Space, and we decided why not talk about Dead Space and Dead Space Two and call it a part one part two and i like that we're doing some more experimentation with that next season i'm really excited to get into that with you guys um and for what it's worth i think we're also going to try to throw in like detroit become human in like a bonus round or something that way we can yeah we could just do that whole like the trilogy because i got all three of those games together on amazon so
1: (laughs) yeah i i really love that we're kind of branching out of our our comfort zone here because you know we've been kind of doing things a little bit you know um we've we've been just kind of doing things the way that we do and i i think we're kind of like getting comfortable with the way that we're we're podcasting and things like that. So i yeah. I, I really love that. It's it's getting a lot more um a lot more interesting cuz we're kind of just throwing things at y'all and we're kind of just like all right, this is what we're doing and y'all are like, "Oh, okay. Um all right, that's cool." Like we're just like surprised we're doing Dead Space 1 and Dead Space 2 and and they're like, "Uh uh okay." Um, we could be throwing
0: right. shit at you or we could be throwing a trophy at you. You don't know. Maybe you'll get hit head, head in the trophy. Maybe you'll catch it
1: yeah it's fine maybe it's, it's a million
0: bucks i don't know
1: yeah we're just happy that you listen to us that's all we care about
0: <laughs> yes thank you to all our listeners i think we're still averaging somewhere like 50 downloads a week so thank you for that even on ep- uh, even when I've, I've noticed when i'm not posting anything um people are still listening to our episodes uh if i miss uh, a week and, and i do all the time and i do apologize for that because uh, a lot of you know we just, we just have busy lives and shit so you know things occasionally get thrown off schedule, and and that's why next season I I want to run things not necessarily as tight. So we'll talk about that after the show. Of course, we're not going to bore our audiences with that the nonsense. Technicals the technicals of running a
1: podcast. <laughs> but
0: yeah, what a um. Sorry, I'm high as fuck. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are our uh, final thoughts on Dead Space Two? Agony.
2: It was definitely a lot better than the first Dead Space. Probably my, I'd say pretty good one. Uh, not not the best, but also definitely not the worst. So.
1: All right,
0: cool. Yeah. What about you, Megan?
1: Ah, uh, Dead Space Two was such a good one for me. There was lots. It it, it brought the games as a whole together um, really meshed well with one and three. Cause you kind of get a, even though three is afterwards, you know, you can kind of see the comparison between the three and you can kind of make it like a little puzzle piece. Um, all in all, I love dead space. Um, y'all know how I am. I don't really like horror games. This is a fucking, this is a great, great amazing series and i think that y'all should pick it up um hopefully we do get a revive of this series i'm really hoping for a remaster prequel something like that i want to delve into this universe again on a new console um i really really hope that you know our listeners uh really really get to just delve into it you know experience some of the horror we've experienced um and i think that it's it's a really great game it's a really good starter horror game for me personally
0: hell yeah all right well yeah, guys, this was a, a great, great episode. I think I, I enjoyed talking about this game and the last game that we did, Dead Space One. I um, actually was really happy to get introduced to this universe because I, I never had played the games before. I was culturally aware of them, but you know, like I had never personally played them, so it was actually really cool. Uh, and I dug out my 360 and played on that. Now my 360 oh, wow. is crashing on me, and and. This morning, I'm. This morning, I'm literally trying to beat Dead Space 2. Okay, I'm in chapter 13. Um, I just did not have enough time in my life to just devote to, because I knew it was going to be hard. So I finally, I'm like, okay, today we're going to record the episode. I'm going to beat Dead Space 3. So I'm in chapter 13, and every time I start moving through a room, my Xbox decides to to, to just to just freeze. And so, so I, there was something. Oh, welcome my to Mac, my
1: experience using my Mac.
2: There was what? There was something that uh, I didn't realize until like looking back into it about Dead Space 1 that I never never knew after like, the thousands of times I've played through. I never noticed it. If you take all the first letters of the, every single chapter in Dead Space, it spells out, Nicole is dead. What?
0: Oh, that's yeah. fucking creepy. I, I love it. You didn't know, you it. Didn't it know does, that. It
2: no, I it didn't. The third, there's one in the third one as well. I never knew it. I never paid attention to the chapters. It, that is there's badass. There's one in the third one
0: oh so, that is amazing Second that,
2: one, that's a cool little tip the second bit. one is the only one that doesn't have
0: it also i found pang this time i found pang oh, yeah, yeah. a little golden statue yeah i did and i didn't know what to do with it i was like should i sell it should i hold on to it i don't know you uh, can sell it. i eventually I sold know. it Sorry. but yeah because I, I i was trying to i was trying to stock up on power nodes maybe and just stumble across it like, like, towards the end of the game, that's all you're doing. especially Or especially on, like, your second playthrough through any Dead Space game. It's like, you're just you're just uh, uh, saving up for the power nodes. Um, and I made sure to always keep one on me this time. I was always playing Dead Space 2, so I always unlocked those rooms. Totally was worth it. Sometimes you found, like, three power nodes in there. Using a power node, you got them back. The eval- value of the items in the power node rooms exceeds the value of the power node. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just, just a for, uh, FYI, but I guess we've rambled on long enough. Um, so, guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or feedback on your platform of choice. You can find Collateral Gaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Play, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts at. Um, We also on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Check out our Facebook group, Collateral Media Podcasts. Um, That's just sort of our uh, Collateral Cinema plus Collateral Gaming hangout where we post both movie and game-related memes, news, and and you can interact with it too that way, trying to build up that group. So check it out. Um, Speaking of Collateral Cinema, also reaching uh, the finale for season four, so I know we just uh, did our episode on Hooper and uh, we're going to be talking about Star Trek Beyond and then our mm. uh, season finale on The Interview, uh, both of which were my choices uh, this season. So that's going to be really exciting. And then I'm really excited about what some of the movies that we're doing on the collateral cinema side. So if you enjoy collateral gaming and you love movies too, check out collateral cinema, I'm on that, uh, along with uh, Bo Maddox and Robert Ortigon and uh stay tuned for our upcoming episodes if uh and and check out our patreon megan's going to be posting some content there
1: yeah i'm really really excited i i and also um i did just want to bring this up because i am going to be playing let me know y'all what you um because i do have you know like a normal playthrough that i played through um let me know what y'all want to see in the mass effect games um you know i i definitely want y'all's input Um I might even do, you know, I've been thinking about maybe doing a live seeing, you know, asking like if y'all wanna ask questions, if y'all want more input on what my shepherds gonna look like, act like things like that. Um, just wanna kinda interact with you guys more. I might even stream a little bit, I'm not sure. I'm kinda anxious about that just because like I am not the best at streaming, but I think it would be really fun. Um also before we get out, um Agony, plug your shit.
0: Plug your shit. I mean
2: all it is is just, you know, twitch.com slash or twitch.tv slash uh, agony underscore within. Um, I actually have to cut it short here because I got to get ready for my stream now. So I, because I'm streaming 13 minutes for some Jackbox games. So
3: Woo, I actually I do wait.
2: have to, uh, I do have to jump out of this, uh, the, uh, the call. So I hope you guys have a great day. And if you guys decide to have me on the next one, I will be more than
0: happy to be here. All right. Hell well, yeah, man.
1: happy for having
0: you. Oh, yeah, hope to have you on on future episodes, man. Have a good rest of your stream, guys. Go check out his stream. Um, Please. Well, I mean, we'll, by the time we post it, it'll be long gone, but I'm sure he'll be streaming something then, too. <laughs> hey,
2: Monday, Monday through Saturday. It's, it's every night, Monday through Saturday.
0: So. On that note, um, yeah, let's go ahead and let's just wrap this up, guys. I'm Ashley Chancellor.
1: I'm Megan Gomez.
0: And I'm Ag, and even though I'm leaving, so have a good time. Bye. Bye. this is collateral gaming we are out